Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bear of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh, that's Vince Tagliavia. This is the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose, live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Monday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, 8 p.m. on Tuesdays. I know I had a little boo-boo there on the social media post. I put it 8.30, but today it is at 8 p.m. That is because I do a dual show today, tonight, uh, and right after this show, I do American Media Periscope's uh, AMP After Hours live stream every Tuesday night at uh, 10 p.m., well, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where uh, tonight I'm going to be discussing Alien Sky. I'm going to be talking some UFO experiences, my thoughts on kind of uh, what's happening right now with the UAP UFO phenomena, a little bit of history of it will be really interesting. I know I've done that before, but I'm going to be doing that again tonight. The reason is, is because I'm getting ready. I am doing a whole bunch of different content research and getting some shows ready because five days a week, starting in mid-June, I'm going to be doing a show called Project Insomniac. And it's going to be on American Media Periscope's Rumble channel streaming live, as well as all of other American Media Periscope channels. And it's going to be basically fringe five days a week. So it is going to be great. I'm going to have a whole bunch of guests. We're trying to line up for that, do a ton of different research. And so, you know, make sure you guys are subscribed over there on the AMP uh, American Media Periscope news Rumble page to catch that show live after, uh, after Daily Dose every night. And so a Daily Dose will most likely be... Uh, changing its time as well, probably uh, about a, it will be actually at this time right here, 7 p.m. Uh, Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. So we'll be doing that. Um, but I uh, hope you guys missed me. I was gone. I've been gone since Long Thursday. Weekend. I drove 30, let me see, I drove 30 hours this weekend. I drove down to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, or Sevierville, Tennessee, where uh, Jim Price and I spoke in an event on Saturday. It was fantastic. I had a great time. Um, awesome. But I got a lot of road time. I got a lot of research done. I, I listened to a lot of like, you know, I use that road time to get caught up on podcasts and all that type of stuff. So I chose to listen to old uh, Art Bell shows of Dreamland. From, like, Phenomenal. The 90s. And uh, wow. now I know where I got good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world from. Because that Is was that like, what they say? That's that's Art Bell. That that is oh Art Bell. Gosh. And so I'm like, oh my god, I stole it from Art, not George. But yeah, <laughs> stole that from Art. Such a timeless, fantastic program. It is. Oh my goodness. And um, you know, he passed away a few years ago. And man, but what an amazing human being right there. And uh, yeah, so I, I got a ton of research done. So that, a lot of this stuff is fresh in my mind. I got great ideas, which uh, some things that I'm going to be rolling out on that Project Insomniac show. Um, but tonight. This is what we're talking about. We're talking about the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose, and we talk about here is the unfolding global conspiracy. Uh, many people consider this the news because it is the news, and it is newsworthy. And this is what is happening in the United States of America, what is happening globally, in the sense of ushering in what we would consider to be a totalitarian new world order, whether it's Eastern-controlled or Western-controlled. It is happening. It is um, coming very, very quickly, and there's decisions being made every day that are progressing this globalist elitist agenda throughout the world, more specifically in the United States of America, where the usurpation of our rights, our freedoms, and our liberties is coming in hot. Um, you know, at the, the, the event this week, Jim, um, Vince, with Jim Price, I, I was speaking, 
And I felt bad because I, I, I didn't give Jim much time to talk because it was him and I both on the stage. Okay. And, um, you know, we kind of would start like kind of what we do on a radio show. We would just start talking and yeah. I, I was going into these epic rants, man. And <laughs> they were deep rabbit holes and he's just like, keep on going, just keep on going. But you know, one thing that I said to these people here was yeah. that we, we don't have a constitutional Republic. And the reason I say that is because our constitution might have given us a Republican form of government where the people believe they still live in a Republic, but our government is operated as a democracy. And this is why every single politician out there says we have to preserve our democracy. We have to preserve this democracy. Even Donald Trump says that we have to keep our democracy. We don't have a democracy that was granted to us through the constitution or protected for us by the constitution and given to us by our founders. Instead, we have a Republic and one, one basically protects and guarantees individual rights while the other looks for the rights of the group or the society as a whole. That's the de democracy right there. And so when we start looking at what's happening in the world right now and how this is all unfolding in the United States, we can look from this perspective because typically a democracy is always going to involve into some type of totalitarian um, state, which we're seeing the workings of this right now. I've been saying for the longest time, and I, you know, I will, I, I will come out here and say this because I hadn't heard very many people in the tr in the movement that we're in. Yes. This. The Republican Party is not your friend. The Republican Party don't give one shit about you. Maybe there's about. 15 to 20 of them that are actually working for you over there. But other than that, the Republican Party is nothing much more than neocons, their rhinos, their establishment. They have stayed in Congress for that long because of the money and because of the power and because they are the doers of the corporations, of the foreign entities, and of the bureaucracy in the deep state. They I don't agree. give a crap about you. And I don't know very many people who even talk about that today within the conservative movement. And, you know, I think it's time for a new political party. There needs to be big changes in order to have things be free. Yeah. That's for sure. And uh, I think, unfortunately, there's a lot of what people consider to be grifters out there who just jump on one train to another as things evolve. And uh, it's pretty disheartening to see really but you know it's right. the world we live in so yeah and i agree there's a lot of grifters out there and the unfortunate part is that we have a system of government that has eroded away from its base fundamentals of what it was meant to be i i know someone just said uh, military is the only way and, and you know i wish i could agree with you on Unfortunately, there's nothing within our constitution that gives the military or grants the military any special powers to actually go in there and do anything. Now, if the military wanted to form a military coup, that is a completely different story, but there's no legality behind that specifically. Uh, the yeah. military in that context would have to be the state national guards organized through the state underneath the 10th amendment to do something of that nature. But the military itself does not have the authority. Like in Brazil, the military is basically the uh, the overseer of elections. So if there is an election squirmish, they get to be the determining factor of that, not the courts. Um, okay. But in the United States, the military has no authority. Now, if the generals came together and they knew that they had the men and the troops, they could come together and do something. 
Unfortunately, yes. I don't see that happening. Now, I do believe that there has been various different military investigations, um, intelligence investigations, as well as really, really good patriots in the world, uh, in our military as well, that are standing up against what is happening right now. Yeah, and I would say unless there was a dictator heading this fight by a military to take over a government, essentially, mm -hmm. uh, it's not legal. It's not in the system. Obviously, it would just replace it and kind of win. It's not legal, but they could still do it, a coup, right? It happens all the time. Right. But I think the goal would to would be to have support of the vast majority of people, and that is a legal way to replace a government. When everybody comes together and says, hey, are we replacing the government? Yeah, we're replacing the government. Okay, new government, boom. Well, and there's, see, the thing is, is that's preserved within the Declaration of Independence, that we, the people, have that authority and power. Uh, unfortunately, it was never designed within the structure of the Constitution, hmm. right? So th there's nothing in the Constitution that states that, you know, when the people have determined that this government is, you know, corrupt beyond any means, it is the right to the people to do that. And that shall happen through proxy vote or something like that, like that, right? right, right. Th that was never guaranteed within the Constitution. And so, you know, we look at that and... I don't think it was an oversight by the founders, but I do think that that's what was meant by the 10th amendment. That was, that was what was preserved within the 10th amendment, that those rights not guaranteed to the those basically authorities not guaranteed in the constitution to the federal government are guaranteed for the states and the people respectively, which is also the right of secession. It's also the right of the people to rise up and overthrow their government and remove their government from power. I absolutely believe that. So, and there's a lot of various theories out there, right? There's a lot of various theories sure. of what's going on right now that, you know, some say that Trump is still commander in chief. Some thinks that continuity of government was in place. Um, and these are my thoughts on that because uh, okay. John is, you know, a friend of mine. I, I know John and I'm on Badlands and, um, you know, Derek Johnson, I, I vehemently disagree with him. And I wrote a, uh, a blog post basically proving him wrong over and over again. And so with this, here's the thing, is if Trump did initiate some type of devolutionary procedure before he left, and by the way, devolution isn't something that you enact, it's something that happens. And I think that that's one of the big misconceptions, that devolution happens, it, it, it's, it's a process that happens, but it cannot be engaged. So the president can't say devolution now, and devolution occurs. Devolution is the aftermath of an effect, Right. So if, if A, B, and C happen, the government devolves to these points, right? So that's kind of what devolution is. And you can actually, you can call up FEMA and talk to their media spokesperson on devolution. They'll even tell you this. Mm -hmm. um, but going into, it, it, even if Donald Trump did initiate some continuity of government before Joe Biden took power, here's the thing, is once they got control, they ignored it all. And Congress ignored it all. And the Senate ignored it all. And the military ignored it. And we're seeing exactly the effects of that, that even if he did, they're ignoring it. They don't care. And so for me, you know, I believe that Donald Trump absolutely is 100% still president. And the reason I say that is because he won that election, but it was stolen from him. And it was stolen from him through very, very um, tight knit scheming ways, just how they did it. The December 14th, January 6th, and then January 20th. Um, they they constitutionally made Joe Biden president 
by scheming all the previous steps that came about. So anyways, with the continuity of government, I wish it was true. Trust me, I wish it was true, but I just don't see it. And and I can, I, I used to point this out, uh, Mick, Mick, uh, Mick and V. Lynn and myself have all pointed this out. Me and Mick are both military veterans. And, and the reason this comes about is because if you look at what has happened, 17 executive orders immediately from the Joe Biden administration that killed energy independence, that stopped the border wall, okay? Yes. Um, how was Joe Biden able to do that if he wasn't commander in chief, if he wasn't uh, still, if w- he wasn't legally president during that point in time? But he did. And it had massive effects on our economy. It had massive effects on American homeowners. Um, there was an order that was drawn down from the Pentagon towards every branch of the military, including Space Force, of which every single one of them were were vaccinated. Okay. And that wasn't listed until, lifted until December 2022. Donald Trump wouldn't have done that. So there, there's another point, right? And how many military uh, service members have died or had adverse reactions because of that? It's Gosh. thousands of them. So that's just two points right there. And then we can just keep on going through all the various different executive orders, all the damage that Joe Biden and administration have done. Uh, we can go through all the various different points that have occurred during this time frame that show us that Donald Trump is, uh, you know, powerless in the sense of how the government operates, but he yeah. isn't powerless in the sense of how he influences people. Right? Absolutely. And that's the beautiful. He has a lot of power. He has an amazing amount of power for a president, uh, for, for, for what they would consider to be a former president. Um, and so, I, you know, I wrote this the other day, and I think that it's probably good to read again because this goes out to all the naysayers out there. Cause right now what we're seeing with DeSantis, the rise of DeSantis yeah, is we're seeing the neocons. We're seeing the rhinos. We're seeing all those grifters yeah. all begin to move to the side away from Trump, abandon Donald Trump. You have over 188 Donald Trump, former administrators um, that are now endorsing Ron DeSantis. They follow the big money, dude. They follow the big money. They smell that green, and they're just following right behind. Yep. And so, uh, well, Michael Michael Hogan said here is, uh, why did Biden renew Trump's executive actions? Um, Well, because he can use them. Yeah. An executive order is like- 13858. Yeah, there's 868, all of them. Because he can use them. And the the name president within an executive order is arbitrary. It's basically dependent upon who is the president at that time. This is why the longest standing executive order in history is from 1978, and it was implemented by Jimmy Carter. doesn't mean Jimmy Carter has authority over that executive order today, right? And so presidents can renew, rescind. They can do a whole bunch of different stuff to executive orders. And executive orders only pertain to policy within the executive administration, so the DHS, FBI, these types of things. And I think one of the big misconceptions is that executive orders are law. They're not. They're not law. And Supreme Court case against uh, um, DACA actually proved this. Donald Trump sued Barack Obama's administration in the sense of uh, uh, DACA. Uh, the Basically, if you were born in the United States of America, then you become an American citizen and all that stuff. And uh, the Supreme Court ruled in favor of Barack Obama saying that since DACA is not law, 
that Donald Trump can't do anything about it. That, but if Congress wanted to make it law, then Congress can make it law, but Donald Trump has every right to rescind it. And so he did. And so he was trying to make a point there, showing us that executive orders aren't actually law, but executive policy. And basically the reason that was in place is so Customs and Border Patrol and DHS and so forth would treat these people differently. Um, be, it's just kind of a way to get around law. But what I wanted to point out um, is this, is follow the, one of the follow the right rabbits on Twitter posted this last week. And he said, dear Trump supporters, honestly, I think we have to move on from Trump. I voted for him twice, but I doubt he will win the primary. Even if he does, I seriously doubt he can win the general. Even if he did, he'll be a one-term, basically a lame duck president from the start. This is what this is my reply, okay? This is the type of mentality that destroys nations. Believing that this is about can a candidate or Donald Trump is ignorant to the truth and missing the bigger picture. This is a revolutionary movement that seeks to change the course of history. It was generated and sustained by Donald Trump. He is the leader of the movement and the one who continues to keep it alive and drive its success. In the time since its inception, this movement has started a massive resurgence within politics by the American people and curing their apathy. This movement has single-handedly taken back the idea and domain of information and destroyed the mainstream media. It has uncovered a plethora of crimes created by bureaucrats and politicians and continues to unveil them to the masses. This movement is the people behind it, generating the momentum for one man to do what needs to be done. He has sacrificed so much already and is the only one willing to go all the way to restore the constitutional republic. If you wish to leave the movement, or you wish to leave this movement and choose to vote against Donald Trump, then the establishment has gotten exactly what they wish for. They fear this man and they fear the people behind him. They have thrown everything they have at him and he keeps coming and we keep growing. This He is exactly the man for the job. As long as they continue to attack him and degrade his stature in public, we can know that his presence and his power is a threat to them. He will always have my vote. Now think about that. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself, man. These people, you gotta wonder the influences behind their posting, huh? Well, yeah, but you know, think about why they continue to attack Trump, why they continue to oh, go yeah. after Donald Trump. The reason is is because he's an existential threat. And did I show that last week how we uh we had that Scavino? Yeah, we did with Scavino. Yes. How that related directly to the existential threat video. Yeah. So what are they planning? Because we heard that the debt deal, right? There was a negotiation reached and this thing is abysmal. And uh, the vote is tomorrow. And you want to know my thoughts? Is anybody happy with this thing? Yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Been it's waiting. not going to pass. You Really? Oh my gosh. Well, I know you were saying that I heard when I heard Biden come on Sunday night and say, Oh, I'm really confident we've reached an agreement and McCarthy's a great guy. And oh my gosh, please clap. All right, time for Jello. I thought, hmm. Yep. 
So that ceiling deal, watch number one, limit, save, and grow, plan is passed, a GOP dealing with the swamp. So uh, originally they wanted, so we got a plus 1.5 trillion, a plus 4 trillion, right? So the GOP went in there, 131 billion cut to annual spending next year, shrink the federal bureaucracy to pre-COVID cap growth for 10 years. What they got, possible cut, but much smaller in caps for a much shorter time, meaning expanded bureaucracy and more deficit. They wanted strong work requirements for SNAP, TANF, and Medicaid, Dems opposing work requirements that even Clinton signed and Biden voted for, yet GOP considered a weaker version. HR1 energy permitting reform as passed by the House, eliminated, but it included will likely fast track IRA subsidized unreliable energy. Um, the full Reigns Act to ensure Congress approves every major regulation. This was so important because of what the ATF and all, FBI and all these other organizations are doing policy change. No Reigns Act, but possibly some weaker regulatory reforms. Repeal Democrats 1.2 trillion um, IRA unreliability energy tax breaks for the rich corporations, communist China. Likely preserve Democrat Democrats massive crony giveaway to their rich, unreliable energy donors and China comms. Fully overturn Biden's half a trillion dollar student loan bailout for gender studies majors. Upholds Biden's student loan bailout, likely forcing veterans and plumbers to pay for other gender study degrees. Rescinds the $80 billion Dems gave to IRS to hire 87,000 new agents and target middle-class Americans, likely keeps some 80% of the IRS expansion, actually. So out of the $85 billion, only $1.2 billion was cut. I know. Yep. Reclaims $50 billion in unobligated, unspent COVID fighting, possibly maintaining, reclaiming. So possibly they're going to get that COVID funding. So this, this is what happened. And... Um, you have the Freedom Caucus, who, by the way, holds the majority votes. Okay? You have the Freedom Caucus, but if the Democrats vote for it, it's going to pass. And I think that we potentially could get enough Republicans on board with this to vote against us. So I, I recommend everybody go out there and they contact their congressman immediately and say, do not sign this bill. Absolutely do not sign this. This is atrocious. McCarthy just laid over and took it in the ass. That's what happened here. He just sold out America. And I'm hoping people like Matt Goetz stand up and use the Jeffersonian motion to remove McCarthy as speaker because this is absolutely treasonous towards the Republicans in the platform. There was zero wins within any of this. At the yeah. very least, they should have had the Reigns Act fully implemented. The Reigns Act basically says is if there's any change within an administration that's going to be cost-effective or affect um, a legality of American citizens, cost-effective over $150 million or um, uh, affect American citizens in the sense of jail time, that it has to go to committee, it has to go to Congress for a vote. That should have been an immediate, yes, sure, we'll give you the Reigns Act. But no, mm -hmm. they didn't. And so this is, uh, this is the state of where we are right now, and we have to understand why. They basically gave them unhinged spending between now and in January 1st, 2025, which would be a lame duck Congress and probably even a lame duck uh, president. Okay. So basically what you're going to get is $8 trillion of spending between now and then on basically whatever the hell they want. 2025, they get a 1% increase in the, the defense budget. So with this deal that was made, it benefits the Democrats massively and doesn't benefit the Republicans at all. And what I mean by be uh, um, benefit is it doesn't benefit the American people at all because what it does is produces about $10 trillion of new freaking debt 
and gives them an open range pocketbook till 2025. And it, and it allows the creation of the 85,000 IRS agents. It, it doesn't put any more oversight onto the Democrats or onto the government. So this is a bill is absolutely atrocious. You need to call your congressman and say, don't vote for it. There's going to be consequences. So that, that's my thoughts on that. We might talk about it a little bit more here, but, yeah. but why? Why, Vince? Why, why would they do this? Why would McCarthy give in on this abysmal bill? He's corrupt. I think it's as simple as that. And what happens if uh, this doesn't go through tomorrow? Well, if it doesn't go through tomorrow, <clears throat> you'll see immediate market reaction. <whistles> okay? And I have a feeling that it's not going to go through tomorrow. I just, I got a feeling that they're not going to vote. They're, they're going to vote against it. Um, well, we'd have to see what the balance is, but I have oh, a feeling yeah. that it's not going to be too good. So, but what is this all leading to? We, we have a system that they need to implement, right? We know central bank digital currencies have come out. We know the Fed now system is launching um, just here in the next month. We have, uh, yeah. you know, election season coming next year. Um, you know, speaking on election season, mm -hmm. McCarthy just gave Biden a, a, a win. I uh, mean, he just gave him a green check mark. In what way? Getting the deal done. Okay. Yeah. He was able to negotiate and get the deal done. This is a bipartisan effort. <sighs> oh yeah. That makes Biden look good. Gosh. Okay. So, but what is happening we've have talked about their... what's that Vince? i was just saying they have to keep their globalist agenda funded and that's yeah. what they're doing with this now i've talked a long time about the firestorm event and how the firestorm event is evolving one thing about it that i didn't see before but i'm seeing now ever so clearly is, did you ever realize what they're doing with social engineering, how they're dividing this country amongst race and gender and uh, um, uh, economics? Did you ever yeah. realize that this is basically apartheid? What's that? Apartheid. So, apartheid, as defined, is a racial segregation formerly practiced by the Republic of South Africa involving political, legal, and economic discrimination against non-whites. So... Think about this as it basically means apartness, right? So it was a system of institutionalized racial segregation that existed in South Africa and Southwest Africa from 1948 to 1990. Apartheid was characterized by an authoritarian political culture based on the Boskop, which ensured that South Africa was dominated politically, socially, and economically through minoritarianism by the nation's dominant minority white population. Now, what I want you to do is to go in there. And instead of race, you say race, gender, and uh, let, let's just put economics. And then when you talk about minor, uh, minoritarianism, instead of white, all you put is elite. That's apartheid. Yeah. That's what we currently have right now, formulating in the U.S. Pretty much. Uh, if you support the more radical left ideologies, you're lifted up. Yep. If you are a minority or... A certain class of person, lesbian or uh, alphabet soup person, you're lifted up. Yeah. 
And so this is how we know we're dealing with these fucking commies. But with the Firestorm event that I've talked about for many, many years, okay? This was an article I saw on News Target, or you saw on News Target, the death of the American city, nine trends you need to know. And so um, refugees will flee into the suburbs, suburbs and rural areas seeking food and shelter. Naturally, being that they grew up in crime-infested, Democrat-run cities, these mobs of refugees will engage in mass theft and violence to get what they want. They will raid towns, pillaging and destroying as they go, and any small town or city that hasn't defended itself with it, uh, will find its citizens murdered and its properties savaged. Okay, so what are the signs of this? Collapse of commercial real estate. Retailers fleeing the cities, including grocery stores and eventually banks. Plunging property taxes and sales tax. Collapsing city infrastructure, water, power, emergency services, roads, no funding for police, collapse of the rule of law, skyrocketing violence, murder, and mayhem, mass migration into the suburbs and rural areas, uh, climate lockdowns, easy for globalists to uh, force to enslave masses in the cities, easy roundups for the quarantine camp to achieve global extermination and depopulation. Um, so in that easy roundups for quarantine camps. Okay. So when we look at those aspects of it, these are already happening. They're already been happening. Many and this is exactly what we've been talking about. I've been talking about as social and cultural destabilization come to a head, what you're going to see is you're going to see the crime move away from the cities and into the rural and the suburban neighborhoods. And you're going to see an increase of that crime. We're already seeing it. You're already starting to see it. All of these mass shootings that you see are where rural and suburban areas are where they're starting at right now. Uh, did you hear about the shooting yesterday on the beach in Florida? Yes. I think it was two two white supremacists again, right? Is that what they're saying? Gosh. No, no, that's not what they're. That's what I'm saying. Oh. I saw two black guys shooting people, so I assumed oh, it yeah. was just white supremacists. Probably, yeah. If it's two black guys, sounds like it. But then there's also this other threat. So we have this societal collapse that is coming about. And this is how the color revolution works, is it destabilizes the power structures at those local levels. Why? Because when the crime and the vicious warlords begin to come in and move in, there's no authority figures to stop them. But one of the other things that we have to realize about is basically the energy grid. And I've talked about the attacks on infrastructure and the energy grid. I want, to, want you to listen to this. Uh, this was on Alex Jones. And uh, this is a, one of the recurring callers, Simon, talking about this. But I think it's really important what he says here in just the first minutes. Oh, I got to go in there hit play. Before. If they really wanted to turn off the power supply for the United States, I'm not really classified information here, but it's been well known and documented by standard investigations for many years now. There's essentially 18 key massive transformer points across the United States. But if you were to take out a large number of those 18 key points, you could plunge America into darkness for two or three years. And lots of those replacements would come from China, assuming that they were even willing to sell them. So if they're doing a cyber attack, it's because they don't want to have no power for two or three years. But they're going to need a common foe for the American public to accept this. And so just as Hillary Clinton used to use the phrase, never let a good crisis go to waste, they get to hit two birds of one stone by saying it's the Russians who did it and we're going to need to reduce the electricity supply to individuals because 
we're in now an open conflict with the Russian Federation. And in doing so, they'll then be able to hit the SDG goal for responsible consumption, which is the code phrase for rationing, which is this year's theme at COP28 in the United Arab Emirates. All right. So what does that all mean? <clears throat> well, it's uh, it sounds like they're going to take advantage of a crisis for a multifaceted approach to more control and pushing their agenda forward, but not completely take the grid down per se. Is that what he was saying? That they could do a hack instead of completely destroying it, they could just temporarily disable it long enough to do what they need to do and then get it back up and going? So, Am I understanding that right? Yeah, so basically is right now you're seeing a lot of reports come out from the mainstream media that right-wing extremists and potentially Russian foreign actors are going to attack the U.S. power grid. And so in anticipation of that, what you can see is a rolling back of critical power junctures and preservation of power to individuals. So they're going to utilize the threat of it as a methodology to reduce your power. But you're most likely going to see some type of event. Now, I, I've looked at this quite a few times, and there's a lot of people out there talking about this, <clears throat> that if there was a cyber attack that completely wiped out our power grid, an EMP cyber attack, anything like this that wiped out our power grid, there's 16 critical juncture points within our uh, power grid. If there was a targeted attack and you took out just two or three of those critical junctures, millions of people will die. Yeah. In a matter of like a week. A matter or... of like a year. Because a year. it's gonna be less than a year, it's gonna be a lot longer than a year before you ever get those parts from China. And this actually happened during Donald Trump, if you remember. The mm. in the Northeast, there was um, a power factor. Remember the the lights mm. went off in like the yeah. whole northeastern seaboard? Yeah. That was because of one transformer that went down. The problem with the transformer is that it's custom made in China and they were on back order by three to four months. And we have those all throughout the United States. Now, here's the thing. Russia is not going to be dumb enough to attack the United States like that. It's not going to happen. But as I've been saying, we just talked about last week, which was, um, what was it? It's called... Uh, Viper Typhoid or whatever it was that Microsoft had unveiled uh, a Chinese data mining um, operation through cyber warfare that was going on. And China was basically hacking various types of our infrastructure, various parts of our infrastructure. And I've been saying that this was happening for years and that this was causing all these minute changes. By, by the way, I, I saw a new estimate on the number of food processing manufacturing plants, oh. 1,100. Oh, my gosh. Some of these had planes fly into them. Some of these were just caught on fire mysteriously. Nobody knows how. 1,100. And so what I was saying is that these were potentially a lot of these cyber attacks, and especially with the oil refineries, because you have automated machinery that runs throughout the night. And if you just change a few parameters in them, you can basically get in there unnoticed because a lot of these companies, the small food processing manufacturing companies, and then the oil refineries, they don't have any type of cybersecurity protection. Gosh, and you know, I was 
talking to uh, Jim Bob about this on Saturday, and he mentioned that the new refrigerators are extremely flammable in comparison to refrigerators in the past. Hmm. And I was like, oh, man, I wonder. Those are all smart fridges and stuff. I wonder if they're going to hack those. You know, what the heck? Who knows? Have a fire extinguisher at home, folks. Well, what we're seeing right now is the preparation for the destruction of the United States of America, the beginning of the end. And I'm optimistic. I believe that Americans will get through this. I think that we will rise up. And I think that this evil will be eradicated from this world, at least to some degree, here in the near future. I would say by 2025, January 1st, 2025, we will have all the answers that we need and that we'll know our course of where to go next. But so there's multifaceted attack that is occurring right now. So we have the threat on our supply chain, our infrastructure. We have the threat on our our food, our crops. Uh, we know that they're coming in for right now for the farmers in the United States that regulatory reform through ESG, through the World Economic Forum, is coming for farmers. In the name of climate change, they're trying to limit the amount of nitrogen and various different fertilizers that farmers can use, which they need to produce the amount of crops that they need for the world. And this is exactly what happened in Northern Europe, in Germany, in Italy, in Spain, and why the farmers were protesting. What they did is they just utilized eminent domain to go after these farmers and begin taking their farms away. The problem here in the United States is once that process begins to happen and the farmers begin to get, see, the thing is, is the farmers will have to have their farms taken away first before the Congress will begin to start doing anything about it. And by that time, it's already too late. So we are, we are on the brink, people. So what I ask you to do is to prepare yourself, you know, prepare for the worst and hope for the best. Okay. Understand that hope don't pay bills, but we got to hope for the best. We got to work for the best, but we need to prepare for the worst, the absolute worst. This means having non-perishables, having a, a three to six month food supply for every person in your household. This means going out there and having a ways and means to defend yourself. At the very least, go buy a $250 Mossberg 500 shotgun and buy, you know, a few hundred shells and learn how to shoot it. It's really put it in the shoulder, point, and pull the trigger, center mass, defend yourself. The rampantness of the crime in this country is increasing at incredible rates. I drove through Chicago this week on my way home and I hear... Really? In the background. I get home and 46 people died in Chicago this weekend. Okay? So there is, and and look, that's Chicago. Nobody wants to go to Chicago. Okay? I understand that. But this is coming to a neighborhood near you. This will be in our neighborhoods with less than a decade at this pace and this rate. And that we need to prepare now for potentially what can happen. And the economy, this is the big part. You got to remember, in the 1920s, 30s, and 40s, the way that they changed society and brought about and ushered in the new world order was through the manipulation of the economy. Basically, a transference of wealth, of real collateralized wealth, of land, of buildings, of houses, of companies, to the rich, the elite, and the globalists, and the bankers from the actual people. This process is in progress again. 
It's happening right now. And how do you preserve your wealth? Gold, silver, and brass to cover your ass. You know what? If you can't buy gold and silver, go out there and start buying copper. Like $3, in, $3 a pound. You can get like a pound of copper. You can get like the big old bricks like this. Buy some copper rounds, okay? You can go on to Money Metals. I don't have any affiliation with them whatsoever. And you can buy like $3 worth of gold in a bill, like the Utah gold backs and stuff. You can buy 5 and $10 at a time worth of gold, okay? This is what I recommend to you. If you can't afford like, you know, to go out there and do a bulk thing, just start like getting a little bit at a time. Okay. Just, just, you know, pick up some, uh, you know, go buy bulk, uh, you know, 90% silver coins or something like that. You know, spend a few hundred bucks, get a bag of them. At least you're going to have something. And the reason I say that is because we are going to go through some very painful and difficult times. They call me the bearer of doom and gloom. The reason is, is because I don't, I, I don't sugarcoat shit. I see it. You see it. We all see it. We're all hopeful that, you know, someone's going to rise up and say, hey, stop this stuff. Go away, tyranny, and flick them away, and it's all going to end. Yeah, we all are hopeful. We all think it's going to happen. But guess what? The most likely scenario is not. The most likely scenario is this shit continues and gets massively worse. Division increases. Political Political division increases and gets extremely violent. What did what did Zelensky do? President of Ukraine do the moment Russia invaded? He, he got in, rid of opposition. He got rid of opposition. He it's like it's like Biden going in there and arresting all the the Republicans or the twenty members of the Freedom Caucus. That's what's this is what we're going to see happen. Why? Because you have this WHO treaty that is still on the roots that they're going to bring about. We know that they're ushering in a new pandemic. We They just told us about it last week, said the next pandemic's going to be a thousand times more deadly. Well, what the hell are you talking about? We, we have a pandemic once every hundred years, and we just had one in 2019. This is the most technologically advanced society we've ever had. You're telling us we're going to have another one in, in just a few years? Well, this sounds more and more like it's planned. Russia, this last weekend, just released a whole bunch of information pertaining to this. Let me find oh, it. Oh, right yeah. Here. This was spicy, man. This was, yeah. So the Russia um, MOD came out and said that the military collected bioweapon sa samples from a biosphere reserve incursion of avian flu strands with the ability to cross species barrier and have a human lethal uh, lethality rate of 40%. This is coming directly from. The Russian government. This isn't propaganda. This is verifiable information. Russian military showed evidence of U.S. DOD funding for the studying of bird migration as various bio labs and veterinarian labs in Ukraine, alleging the U.S. have contingencies to use bird migration to spread highly lethal human-engineered pathogens from Ukraine. The U.S. military is actively studying these economically significant infections outside the national territory of bio laboratories located along the borders of geopolitical adversaries. This demonstrates once more that the U.S. is creating biological weapon components abroad, notably in Ukraine. African swine fever and foot and mouth disease, which pose a serious threat to food security, have never been recorded in the U.S. despite the fact that the U.S. has seen avian influenza epizootics since 2003. At the same time, the U.S. military is actively studying these economically significant infections outside the national territory and biolaboratories located along the borders of its geopolitical adversaries. 
Russian military go on to highlight the U.S. and their military biodefense strategy and their nefarious research at biolabs around the world, most notably in Ukraine. Russia go, uh, goes on to show that between 2014 and 2020, Walter Reed Army uh, Institute of Research were collecting samples and studying pathogens in the Donbass, suggesting that the U.S. NATO had plans to eventually go in um, with war in this region back in 2014. Like, now you go down over to uh, Dr. David Martin. And so he testified last week in front of the European Union in Belgium. Okay. And he he showed the evidence, substantial evidence, that COVID was separated as a zoonotic um, disease in the 1960s, that they knew they could change coronavirus, that the United States created the whole SARS family of viruses. In 2004, or 2004 this was patented. The first vaccines were, or 1994, this was patented. In 2004, the first vaccines for these came about through Pfizer that this was not an accident, that this was planned. This is planned depopulation. Now you ask yourself, if this is planned bio-warfare and depopulation of the human population, because here's the thing, th there's no race or color that's being targeted here. This is everybody. Yeah, they might want to use it on the Chinese, they might want to use it on the Russians, but now they're using it on their own people because they're freaking creating this within a lab, putting it in the vaccines and injecting it into people globally. If that's truly the case, then we're all at a threat to what's occurring here. This is depopulation. Why would they want to depopulate? Well, I think that that goes into a much deeper and darker agenda that is actually playing out on the planet right now, much, much higher level. And I'm going to talk about this a little bit tonight on the AMP show. You know, going Can't back to those old 1990s shows, yeah. you learn so much. Really? Oh. And people forget about and you, you don't hear about anymore. And like, you're like, oh, they're saying this back then. And like, now there's this. Like, there, there was actually one interesting thing that it was out. So, Linda Moulton Howe yeah. is Earth Files and she's a reporter investigator. She started really early reporting on um, cattle mutilations. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, there's a gentleman that called up and was like, hey, you know, I, I, I was told by somebody that uh, these cattle mutilations actually are these aliens that are coming down and they're taking the glands, parts of the mouth, parts of the rectum of these cattle. And the reason they're doing that is because they want to test the soil and the, the grass, everything that they're grazing on for plutonium and uranium levels. Because what happens is, Whoa. is that after nuclear um, bombs go off in the world, they yeah. pump plutonium, uranium up into the atmosphere, and then that falls back down to the ground. And so the best way to test kind of the weaponry, what type of weaponry people have, and the different types of fallout that it can occur from this is to go in there and look at these cattle who are grazing on the grass. And she's yeah. like, well, you know, and this is 1993. She's like, well, you know, I don't Jeez. know. I, I've never heard that theory, but it's an interesting theory. So I go onto the internet and I type in plutonium uranium within the atmosphere falling back down the earth. And sure enough, the last few years, there's been tons of trials on this um, peer reviewed papers of yep. plutonium and uranium buildup in the upper atmosphere that falls back down into the ground that gets into the soil and it comes up out of the soil and it's grazed on by livestock. And I go, Oh my God, yeah. like this dude was right in 1993. Like he was trying to give her a nugget and Dang. they didn't see it. And I'm like, Whoa. 
But still, I'm like, man, these older episodes are really, really powerful because you can go in there and you start finding stuff out. And you're like, no way. And there is one thing that I heard over the last uh, 50, 30 hours on the road with listening to podcasts, Art Bell shows, basically from 1993, 2012, 2014, and so forth. There is one recurring theme that I heard from ufologists, and I'm going to talk about it tonight. I'm going to awesome, talk about dude. potentially what this theme means. But let's jump in here. We don't have much time left, and I know I ramble, but there's uh, there's not much more going on in the world. There, well, there is much, but there's not much, right? Yeah, there was that there was that scare with that missile today that turned out to be kind of a bogus. satellite. Yeah, it was a satellite that North Korea shot a satellite into the sky. Yeah, and then the war is absolutely horrendous. Lots of back and forth with Russia and Ukraine bombing each other. Yep. Today, well, yeah, there was weekend. a drone strike on Russia this morning. The day after Zelensky comes out and says that their spring offensive, their counteroffensive is imminent. The next day we see this drone attack on civilians in Russia. And you get to remember, Ukraine is the one saying that Russians are killing civilians. And the only civilians that we've seen attacked actually quite literally are from Ukraine. Ukraine is going in and attacking Russian civilians. And so you're going to see a Russian retaliation on this within the next few days. And it's going to be bad. Yeah. It's escalating a bit there. And, Tomorrow's going to be a doozy, I tell you. Yep. Hey, I don't know if anybody saw this, but I had posted it on my Twitter the other day. Hmm. Do, do you remember? Um, th this was quite interesting. I, I want to uh, let me let me find this real quick. Uh, well, firstly, did you? Uh, does it make sense now why Pride Month was so important to them? I just saw that. Isn't that interesting? Pride Month demon. Yeah. Interesting there, huh? Okay, so that was Pride Month. I wanted the, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I'm going to have this up here somewhere. Maybe I covered it last. Oh, there it is. Maybe. Okay. I don't, I don't think I covered this. What is it? I'm curious. Well, do you remember last week how we had the car rams into the gate yeah. of the UK Prime Minister's residence, man arrested? Yeah, you had U-Haul truck crashes in the White House security barrier, mm -hmm. and then man arrested for uh, after ramming in the car car through the Vatican gates. <laughs> yeah, you didn't go over this. What's up? The trifecta there. That's the banker's trinity. D.C., mm -hmm. London, and the Vatican. Does yeah. anybody else find it incredibly odd that just one week there have been these three incidents? U-Haul slams in the White House, car crashes in the U.K. Prime Minister's house, and car ramps through Vatican gates. D.C., London, Vatican. Um, I'm suspecting a major false flag inbound. Red flags have been seen. The conspiracy goes on. The three cities are actually corporations, and they are the city of London, District of Columbia, and the Vatican. Together, they control politicians, the courts, educational institutions, food supply, natural resources, foreign policy, economies, media, and the money flow of most nations, as well as 80% of the world's entire wealth. Dude, what a better way to unite the world under one government than have all three of those undertake terror attacks at once false there flags you go. there you go now you're starting to see it rally rally around the beast right good god dude all right so i would wrong. expect that we're going to see a russian retaliation here in the next few days this is my guess um bigly we found a report that came out i don't have it up right now in front of me um about covid that no healthy kids 
died of COVID. Zero. None. Nada. Nilch. None. Yeah. Um, which is quite interesting. We have, um, what is it? You had 185 attendees of the, um, it was just, it just, it was just news that just came out. Hold on. Okay. Of attendees. Yeah. Let me, let me find it here. Um, yeah. So one is the Cleveland, uh, the Cleveland clinic study, which found that the higher the number of vaccines previously re received, the higher the risk of contracting COVID-19 um, has been peer review published. The Cleveland clinic is the number two hospital in the world. So that's one. Dang. That's pretty important. AIDS. Yep. Um, COVID outbreak at CDC gathering infects 181 disease detectives. Nearly all of the attendees were vaccinated. Hey, all right, guys, listen, short show tonight. I know how it is. So I'm going to go out and give a call, call out to everybody. Thank you so much for the battle of the streams and the donations coming in. P kitty 79, 20 lemons. Thank you so much. P kitty enlightened science, six lemons. Uh, Gramify Revolt, three lemons. Thank you so much, Enlightened Science and Gramify Revolt. Qtara, celebrating a 14-month substrate. Good to see you, Qtara. Hey. Shannon, 1313, five lemons. Ponlo, Picasso, a can. Thank you so much, Shannon, 1313 and Ponlo. Ponlo, it was great meeting you this last weekend. Much appreciated awesome. for you coming out. Darlin Mel, gifted a can. Ponlo, a cookie. Thank you so much, Darlin Mel and Ponlo. Uh, Slumdog, it was great meeting Slumdog this weekend as well. That's so cool, What's dude. up, peeps? Um, and then Paul Loke Picasso gifted a can again. Grismo seven, three lemons. Rising Patriot seventeen seventy six gifted some shades. And Dean the Bean nine eleven donated one diamond. Thank you so much, Ponlo, Slumdog, Grismo, and Raising Patriot seventeen seventy six. Rising Patriot seventeen seventy six. And Dean the Bean love the beach one ice cream and Sammy D nineteen seventy two ice cream. Thank you so much. Much appreciated, for guys, for all of those. Uh, you guys are absolutely awesome. So if you guys are looking for the show, go on to Rumble. Type in AMP space news and it's you'll see the you just click on their channel when you see their channel under there and you can go in there and i'll be on in about 30 minutes from now with a show called alien skies where we're going to talk about the ufo phenomena it's just gonna be me tonight but you'll hear me talk about the ufo phenomena and uh this is kind of like a a pre-show to i'm gonna do a week special on this once mm -hmm. my new show starts coming out uh, but yeah, there's a, there's a lot of things happening tomorrow. Actually, NASA has a, uh, a press release that's coming out for uh, NASA's unidentified anomalous phenomena, independent study and research. And so tomorrow NASA is giving a big presentation on that. So it's really interesting. And just to say, well, while we're talking about space to put it on your radar before we sign off, the UAE is doing a mission to the asteroid belt. Oh, are they? Yeah. Well, oh, that's so interesting. We'll look into that later. Oh, you should send me that info. Cool. All right, guys. Much love, respect. God bless you guys. Take care. Hope you guys have a great night. We're going to see you guys tomorrow night on a full episode here of the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. Hope you guys have a great night. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign, and it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me Eye Patch McCain. <laughs> I, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Frank.
frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's a, it's collusive. It's uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And uh, you know that's the beginning of communism.